0: radio for a really great future we're talking real money
1: and the people with whom you should be talking real money are right here right now for you me don mcdonald in florida and him over there tom cock in uh snowy western washington yeah
2: let's pile it up let well, no, let no. yeah, just you know truck you know, it on know, in
1: you were complaining about no mail delivery look at the bright side is there ever any anything bills. in the mailbox that's any good? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. My newspaper from like Wednesday, if you don't mind. I'm sorry. I I
2: if you like to read that three-day-old
1: news. You if know, you so. would just get with the times and read the darn stuff online like everybody I do, else. I do
2: both. I do both. But yeah, I feel like I, I miss stuff when it's not in printed form right in front of me. I, I don't just, miss I'm it old school. darn thing. I'm from the old, old school. I'm sorry.
1: So. Yeah, You're from the way too old school for your age. How did you get you know. to be eighty-five at sixty-something?
2: I don't know. That's just, just one of those things. I'm it's a mental
1: it's, problem. It's 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 you know. You even like older music. That's true. I do. I don't get it. All right.
2: The swing years. Yeah,
1: yeah. And speaking of old people. Yeah. A lot of uh, old people, like us and older, uh, have discovered that they made some big mistakes when they were younger. There's a big surprise, huh? <laughs> a recent study was done by uh, an economist at Hebrew University in Jerusalem, and another one at Wharton, Wharton in Pretty Pennsylvania. Place. Yep. Yeah, they uh, talked to older Americans about financial regrets over the age of fifty. Over the age of fifty, and <laughs> and this is. This is no surprise. This is no surprise. The number one financial regret yes. was not having saved enough money.
2: Fifty-seven percent wish they'd saved more. And by the way, I wish I had saved more. Me too. Yeah, no, I mean, I look at my situation. I wish I, there and there were opportunities to do so. And now, in my later years, I, I'm doing a better job of it. It's all automated too. Of course, it comes out of the check. Blah blah blah. You get the
1: match. It's gone. Well, and the, you know I that, I the, done the, more than at 25, this survey sure. was people who were over fifty. So those that are just over fifty or under sixty-five or sixty. Hey, let me explain something to you. <laughs> yes. Neither Tom nor I had much of anything saved prior to age fifty because no, we were serial much. entrepreneurs, and that's true. And yes. serial entrepreneurs are, have boom-bust cycles. So to speak, they definitely do. <laughs> Boom, so, bust. We've had, we've uh, had them both. But, but let us tell you from experience that if you knuckle down, if you put your uh, shoulder to the wheel, your nose to the proverbial grindstone, yeah, that which you wealth, can see I have, wealth can be built enough wealth to retire yeah. comfortably. It's not. A, it way, ain't average- over. No, the average
2: age uh, in this survey seventy two. So, uh, yeah, fifty seven percent said they wish to save more. That was number one. Number two is a bit of a surprise for me. Forty percent said they wish they had purchased long term care insurance.
1: I think that now, in, I in large know, part,
2: I think I get necessarily that necessarily.
1: I think because they wish they had it. Right, they wish they had they it, but used it yet. Yeah. Right, but they, but they, I think it's more of a, you know, it used to be pretty cheap before the insurance companies found out how expensive we were to take care of, and bingo, and and so they had to raise the prices, and and I don't want to pay those higher prices, so therefore my regret is I didn't buy it when it was cheap. Well, you didn't buy it when it was cheap because you didn't think you'd need it because you were young, right? I think that's those are all
2: fair things. Yeah. Right. Sure. And I don't know. Short. Here's the reason I don't want to have it because I just feel like it's difficult to. It just feels complicated. It feels, and it doesn't feel like necessarily you have it, it doesn't mean you're going to be okay either. By the no, way, no, it
1: doesn't. As a matter because of fact, I've seen it. Some of the new hybrid products well. pay yeah. only have very limited daily payments. They only pick up like you know hundred dollars a day, and any more. I was reading an article on long term care recently where they were talking about. $10,000 a month long-term memory care in some facilities is nothing more than a room with a locked door. Which side's the lock on? On the outside. Oh, okay. Look, I'd
2: prefer not to spend that kind of money on that kind of room. Uh, number three, this is kind of interesting, and I don't know if I understand if this is a financial I guess it's a financial decision that it makes sense. 37% said they regret not working longer. So I guess they meant that they retired too soon. They could have saved more or, or not had to I'm draw their sure savings. I'm not sure because it's such
1: working. a short paragraph that Brett Aarons yeah. from uh, Barron's did. But I, I think part of it, there may be a, a combination because I have talked, I have a lot of friends who are fully retired and they regret not having something to do. That's the thing. So don't, don't regret if you're younger. Start planning. Really, the it all boils down to not having a plan, which is what we repeat over and over again. We'll be back. 855-935-TALK. That's our number.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Hi. Welcome back to our get-together radio show and podcast called Talking Real Money, where we, guess what? Talk Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And waiting patiently on our super spectacular money line is Gina. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the show.
3: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Um, I need to make some financial decisions, and I'm not really sure what kind of advisor I should see, if it's a, a fiduciary that you guys talk about or a tax attorney, CPA, all the above. Um, and basically, the scenario is I am a one of four partners in an LLC I'm getting ready to retire at the end of next year at that time. I can sell out you know have a, a complete buyout of my my shares or I can retain ten percent um, for ten years and be like a silent partner basically and and receive um, profit sharing during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like a good deal, but I'm just not sure of all the tax implications, capital gains, uh, legal agreements. You know, do I, do I need to kind of seek advice from multiple yeah. people, or
1: honestly, oh, I don't think how it's how do I from do it? I don't think it's from a financial advisor yet uh because yeah you, you, this is a cpa oh uh, well, actually probably a tax well
2: now right but our firm for example has advisors and we have cpas in it so you could get one. well stop. true I mean, yeah we're not the only but you also need somebody
1: you need somebody who though you, you can have an attorney in here i think
2: i think you're gonna have to have them yeah. work to the agreement where where are you uh, where do you uh what state do you live in washington Okay. I mean, another thing now to consider too is, of course, we have this wonderful seven percent capital gains tax in the great state of Washington that will start being collected. I guess the first of the year for whatever gains in the uh, year twenty twenty two. And uh, yeah, you need. You, you Don's right. You need a lawyer. A you need a CPA. And sometimes I'd say they're an advisor one and the same. too, because well, because you got to make some decisions about whether to keep some of this money in the firm or cash mm, it all yeah, out. There, yeah. There's some aspects of that so um yes to all of those if you don't know somebody then i think a reasonable place still to start would be a 100 percent fiduciary advisor because they will have
1: relationships that's true with they'll know some people. of the other people yeah exactly point. even if good they're point.
2: not in house so they will and they'll be required to put your interests ahead of theirs so i think that's a reasonable place to start but you're right you need a multiple disciplinary approach
3: multiple. i agree okay. with tom okay yep. and the- and a fiduciary could help me figure out, like, do I amortize? The, you know, like if I finance the buy, if I give the terms on the buyout, I could get the interest as well, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of moving They're gonna parts, They're going to help right? you crunch so all I
1: those numbers. Is, the CPA is going to yeah. help you determine what your best tax direction is, and the attorney is going to walk you through the confusion of the paperwork and making sure that all the eyes and <laughs> – and T's are properly yeah, dotted there's, there's and crossed. there's some work
2: to be done uh, here. So, uh,
1: But I would look, but, but yeah. here's, again, the key. I should now since I have a year to yep. do it. The key, the mm-hmm. key, the key. Yep. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help okay. because that has all the okay. stuff you need right. to vet people. You've got to vet them because there are a lot of people who are half lying. They're saying. Well,
2: everyone will tell you they can take care of the situation. Yeah. But the, they, oh yeah, I got and, this. And, but be, so many break. people
1: will say, "Yes, I am a fiduciary." The key word that has to be attached to a fiduciary is always yeah. a fiduciary. Most of the people who manage money in the United States are not always required to act as a fiduciary. As a matter of fact, the last time a study was done, it was one percent. So you can pretty well see the odds are not in your favor. So yeah, again, talkmerealmoney so dot right. com backslash help. Good luck to you. Thanks for the call.
3: Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great
1: day. Bye. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Gosh, my my voice broke a little bit. bit, bit. Yeah, Boop. you sound like you're yeah. 14 again. I 14. So, I 14. No, I don't wish. 13, 14, 12, 13, no. 14. Miserable. No, 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 doing, no, not doing that again. No no, 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 no. 35, 40 maybe. Yeah, I was going to say 40. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say 40. I might do 40 but again. Not, not teenagers. No. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. John? Thanks for doing just that, and welcome to our little show.
4: Hey, John. Hey, Tom. Hey, John. Hey, Don. This is uh, the guy at the old stock certificates I heard. Oh! answer oh. my question <laughs> on the... Show. it's the
2: old stocks certificate Show. guy he's calling he wants to they make the trade with washington are you Mutual making the trade Warner with Brothers. tom for washington done. Yeah. Stock? that i got it i'll meet you we'll get it all done this no. afternoon get everything signed and taken care of
4: okay well it's the best offer i had so far so anyway
1: <laughs> don't the, yeah, take it don't <laughs> <of,
4: laughs> the certificates are legitimate <laughs> they're they're um they're legitimate and I had um, walked them into Charles Schwab a couple months ago and I the person manning the door you know waited on us and he's the least experienced in the whole shop and uh, he goes Warner Brothers oh yeah they're part of AT&T and then he looked up like what one share of AT&T was worth and she goes Oh, it's worth like $32. The guy's an idiot.
1: The guy you met at Schwab was an absolute idiot.
2: That's not right at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to say something that is almost
1: sacrilege. I am. I'm going to speak sacrilege.
2: Uh (laughs) Do I have to hold my ears on this I'm going to
1: speak sacrilege. The problem is the discount brokerage firms do not have live staffs. They just don't. So... Here's what I would suggest. You're going to probably end up paying a little bit, yeah. But to find out what it's really worth, oh gosh, who do you bank with? Thirty-two dollars. Who do you, who do you bank, oh, like bank with? Oh,
4: like I bank with maybe Federal Credit. You no, know, nah, that so won't I work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, stuff, do it but, okay yeah. What
1: I would look for yeah. is uh, somewhere, have- somewhere in your neighborhood. Look for Morgan yeah. Stanley or Merrill Lynch. Sadly. That I know, I hate saying this, okay. but You're they right. will have in their offices yeah. trading desks.
2: They'll know how to do the research to figure They'll this out. They'll know how okay. to do the research yeah.
1: because my guess is that one share oh. of Warner Brothers, if, if, again, there was not a subsequent bankruptcy, and I am not aware of one, I went and looked. But if there was no subsequent bankruptcy, then Warner Brothers okay. stock since then has split and split and split. Right. they many, paid many dividends. Changes. Yeah. They Boya. have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been acquired by other companies for super califragilistic prices. And yeah. so, somewhere, my guess, guess this is an abject guess, is that that certificate is probably okay. worth five to six figures. That may well be. Yeah. I think that's
2: reasonable in in 90 years. I
1: absolutely believe that is likely to be the case, which will get the folks at Merrill or Morgan Stanley salivating over this opportunity.
2: (laughs) They're going to look at you like, oh boy.
1: And then once you get it into your Merrill account or your Morgan Stanley account, Immediately liquidate it and take it to your discount brokerage account at Schwab. Well, no,
2: you got to be careful with that until you have all the cost basis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For, you got to uh, do
1: all that. And who yeah. owned it and who how owned, you got yeah. it and all that. A lot yeah. Of so, but I, I would eventually then move it out. But they can do it. I was with Morgan $32, Stanley. Thirty-two dollars. We really? did it. Thirty-two dollars. Yeah. It's not the current price.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: So, those of you who are over fifty, which is the lot of our audience, what's your biggest financial regret? What's the one thing you look back and you go, "Oh man, I wish I'd done that." Give us or a call. Hadn't done that. Yeah, give us a call and, and <laughs> tell us. We'd like to know eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. I can hear a lot of younger uh, investors saying, "My biggest regret? Oh yeah, Bitcoin at sixty seven thousand dollars. That that's yeah. It's
2: now at sixteen Six, or whatever. 16, it is, yeah. Headed
1: uh, but we were talking direction. about yeah. a, a an article by Brett Ahrens in in Barrons, and he Aarons was and He was looking at a survey that was done about the biggest regret of older Americans: financial regret. And we talked about the first two. One what, number one was not saving enough. Yeah, wish sixty percent of people wish they had saved more. But number two surprised us, and that was they regretted not buying long-term care insurance. Yeah, which I, you make a good point. It may be the fact that they're
2: waking up now at seventy and saying, "Gosh, I wish i had paid for that twenty years ago."
1: Yeah, when it was cheap. Because I can't but get number it now. three, and this one is really really interesting because it's a topic we discuss. I had nauseam almost.
2: And people in the industry used to to discuss it, not at all.
1: Yeah. Period. And that is, the regret is not working longer. Yeah. And then number four, this surprises the heck out of me.
2: No, I think this is, no, I'd really say it.
1: No, not at all. Okay. A third of older Americans regret not putting more money in in an annuity contract a guaranteed lifetime income.
2: annuity because yeah. i think people still at 70 wish they had a guaranteed source of income now what they may not realize is they do they just have to build the annuity or have somebody build the annuity for them in other words our clients get money from their portfolios it's in we, we send a certain amount every month yeah that's an annuity it's, not,
1: it's just not a guaranteed an annuity. annuity
2: exactly so people still think "Oh, i'm taking a big now you're We've already talked about the trade-offs there. I think the next one is more fascinating, and it's getting better from the numbers I see on a. Ladies regular and basis. gentlemen,
1: number five.
2: Number five is twenty-three uh, percent of those uh, Americans surveyed over the age of fifty regret claiming social security too early. Yeah, it's and it's still it's still one out of three people that basically take it at about the time they can get it at sixty-two. Which is absolute. And well, okay, now, all right, if you have to have the money or your health or we're not going to live long. I get that. No argument. But most people just think, oh, I just I just I, I turn 62. I take the money without considering many of them that they're working and they're going to pay a lot of tax on it without considering that you get a huge raise every month, by the way, that you wait to take the benefit. And that if you wait until age 70, the numbers. Well, we talked about this. At my full retirement age, my benefit is about $3,100. If I wait the additional three years, basically, it's going to be $4,100 a month. That is a big difference because it basically is that same number for however long I live. Right? Yeah, there's going to be some inflation at it. But in a general sense, that's the number. So I'm glad people are regretting this. I am hope they're telling their neighbors, look, don't do what I did because that was a bad decision. American leaves billions of dollars. Every year that should be theirs, but they don't think it
1: through. It's a very big decision. It's a big decision, but I can see why people lean toward the early because we just, you know, sometimes I think about it. I am at FRA right now. I'm full retirement age this month or last month. I would have said seeing you today that you're past that, but that's just me. Well, you know, I don't look as good as I did before the surgery. Uh, okay. But, ah, oh, you're going to make me feel bad uh-huh, now. Yeah. Come on. Well, of course, that's my job. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I've thought about it at times. I go, well, what happens if, you know, I've got, I know I have an aneurysm, for example. Yeah. You know, I may not, why Why would, I can take 3,000 today, over 3,000 yep. today, or or I can take, wait Basically, three, the same. Yeah. wait three and a half about years four. and take yep. four. You know, yep. what I can see why that you question. You gotta
2: live the 10 years. You or gotta live
1: the 10 years. If so. you
2: don't, then you're gonna call us and get mad, and I'm gonna say I, I gave you the best advice I could. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so because that's the next thing they're working on with the iPhone is uh, phone calls from hell. <laughs> 855-935-Talk is our number.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money.
1: Because it's kind of critical to your life. You, you need money. We want to help you get it, keep it, save it, invest it, not give it to somebody who's not going to give it back. Uh, all that stuff. And the best way we can help you is you calling us and telling us what we can help you with. Oh, and so you can do that just by calling us at 855 855- nine three five talk and you can call that number during the show which is now or saturday noon to two pacific three to five eastern or you can call anytime and leave your question on the cloud-based answering machine there are no more answering machines <laughs> there's not one sitting in the no, corner no, no, thank no, you for calling no answering real machine. i got nothing matter of okay. fact it was funny i was Looking for a, a, a an audio recorder. You know how hard those are to find because it's in your phone now. Just yeah. it's a standalone. Just you
2: mean, like a tape recorder.
1: Well, except not tape, just digital, right. just audio digital recorder. Can have 935 eight five five nine three five talk. And uh, here is a call that was left on the line. Now listen carefully, Tom, because he does have a thick accent. Okay, uh, and I, I I don't totally I heard it, but there was other noise. So oh. we're gonna try it oh, from gosh. scratch. Here
5: okay, hey, uh, oh, I received email from the company I work for, asking me to enroll in Growing Together plan, saying that I can invest 25 to $500 per month. The investment will be used to acquire notional units. For each three units purchased, I will receive one free, and the company will guarantee that I will receive back what I put in, so I cannot lose money. Can I have your opinion? On that. thank you so much. Bye.
1: Oh, this is very complicated. I know yeah, what he's talking about. I, it. Oh, you it's, do? Okay. I don't know if I know. It's a stock purchase in his uh, own company. In his own company, and yeah. it's it, it's basically the no, the no, the notional units are a way to value and under notional notional, notional. yes okay. notional all right. Oh, and then they're convertible okay, into into other into other units that are convertible into stock. That setting are, all that yeah, aside right. for a
2: moment, just okay. for a moment.
1: Yes. Okay. Please set it aside. I
2: work at XYZ Corporation. Correct. Right. Yes, you do. And I, my is job is that what is they've changed the name to? That. <laughs> it was easier to remember XYZ. Well, my job is obviously dependent on that company, right?
1: Yes, it is. Your income. Yeah. Your income. Yeah my income your uh, your your intellectual capital is invested yeah. in your business in your company correct you yes i get it
2: and mm-hmm. now and now you want to add in your retirement you're investing your all the other stuff that as well this is one of my arguments always about company stock in 401k plans or even RSUs or all the rest of this because it creates this con- internal conflict for people. Because if I work there, I don't care how bad it looks for and the aforementioned Washington mutual. I'm, I had friends that did this. They stuck it out to the end. They were sure it would be turned around. Something yep. will happen. And people too. Because you believe it. Same thing right up to the last date. Should we sell our stock? No. So I don't, I don't, as a general rule, I owe nothing about this particular program, but as a general rule, I don't do, I don't recommend it.
1: Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, there, there may be some upside, but, and the the risk, there is literally, there's a lot of risk involved in this because the company promises to make you whole if this doesn't work. Well, what's their promise worth?
2: Right. If how, they go how bankrupt, they gonna
1: how are they going to pay you? You won't be way up the list of creditors. And you'll be way down the list as a matter of fact, you'll be near the bottom of the list whereas as an employee, if you didn't put that 25 to 500 dollars a paycheck into this, that would you would be a creditor. You would be a very high creditor. Like-
2: it's like making a bet on any individual stock. I don't believe in that either. I would take that same money, if you can, and mm-hmm. invest in a globally diversified portfolio.
1: Yeah, this is just this is just a way to gamble. This is just a way to gamble with slightly reduced risk. But it's only it's several steps below an insurance company's guarantee, way below that. Uh, and just miles below a U.S. government guarantee. It's not a guarantee. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number, 855-935-8255. And holy cow, Tom. Yes. Don't we, call me a cow. We have a lot of calls to get to after this break. Okay. Then I'm here ready to go. I'm it is up. the lightning round of talking Real Money coming up. <laughs>
0: tom and don are talking real money your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the lightning round of talking real money in this segment of the program there will be no small talk we will move from caller to caller very quickly and hopefully answer all that we can in a very limited amount of time starting with ladies and gentlemen please welcome shirley shirley come on down
6: Yes, I have a comment about you. Were asking people what regrets they have regarding their money.
1: Yes, ma'am. I,
6: I'm a 95. I'm a 95-year-old widow, and my comment may surprise you. I regret not having spent more money. All when you get older, you don't have too many interests in life, and the government takes. Your tax, your money, in taxes. I was thinking I was going to get a raise on my social security this year, and because my income is more than they think I should have, I'm not. I'm going to pay get less money this year. So there are a lot of drawbacks to saving money when you're young it and enjoy it while your family is young
1: okay that's an I interesting that's regret one. that's a fascinating no and I, I agree. and I tell
2: people this all the time Do you live a life it's all the time well be, no and people have a tendency they get in the saving mood they never can kind of get out of oh, that mode yeah i think you're absolutely right absolutely
6: I, don't spend your life trying
2: to save every dollar Yep. Thank you. Joy.
1: Thank you so much, Shirley. We uh, appreciate that. God bless you. Moving right along, Larry. It's your turn. Welcome to the show.
4: Hi there. Um, I'm 72 years old, retired since I was 56. I went out on a medical. I'm in a stable value fund through finality, getting about two and a half percent to two. I've been drawing on that since I retired, and I got probably three hundred and forty thousand left. And I'm wondering if I should. I'd like to. Should I stay with Fidelity or go with a different company to maybe get a little bit better than two and a half percent on my return?
1: It's not. It's not the custodian. But yeah, it has nothing to here. do with Fidelity. It has to do with the product you're in. You're in a stable value fund. The goal of a stable value fund is to remain stable. The price Not move around. Not, not right, move up around. Or down but are are you willing to either do more work or take increased risk to get a higher return?
4: Well I don't not not maybe a little risk, but not not a huge risk okay then i th- I think you're
1: I think you're really close to the like low to no risk. You might want to have ten to twenty percent of this money in a globally diversified equity product like the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. However, for the rest of it, just to get you there are two ways to go. You could go with something like BND, the Vanguard Total Bond Market Index, for the eighty percent, but that will fluctuate in value.
2: And it's down ten percent this but year. But it's
1: it's down already. See you're buying it yeah, cheap. Exactly. Yeah. And All it's right. and it's yielding about four percent right now. Yeah, it's, the yields are up, okay. the price is
2: down, but here's the thing. You're going to have to accept fluctuations if you do that in both the stocks yep.
1: and the bonds. And and never, ever, ever, ever think about selling just because the market's down. If you can't do that, right. then you've got to stay with the stable value, either that or yep. maybe ladder some CDs. And thank you so much for calling, Larry. We really appreciate it. We're going to move on very quickly to James. James, welcome to the show.
5: Hey guys how are you
1: good what's up good.
5: hey um i recently found myself um in a position where i have about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash i sold some toys around my house and i have a fidelity investment account through work that i've been investing in for years i'm i'm 54 years old and i'm just wondering what you guys would recommend as far as Investing that (laughs)
1: cash—it is the question. We get that question all the time. Now, how how in the world did you get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for some uh, Legos and trains and things? I'm just (laughs) electric trains. Yeah, electric trains.
5: Yeah, I I I was literally I was literally in a barn and found a bunch of pedal bikes, the old cast iron pedal cars, and they were original in the box. Worth a fortune. Yeah, they were original in the box from the '60s, and a guy came over to the house and said, "I'll take them all." And wow. so he wow. had, all uh, right, you know, a bag full of money. And so I was like, "Woohoo! Yeah, this is a good day." <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, <laughs> no now no back kidding. to
1: the most difficult question we ever get on the show, which is the one you just asked, and someone asked in a previous hour. I have money. What do I do with it? I have money now see, that's ending. See, that's the very end of the process. And we want to jump ahead and make that the beginning of the process because we all believe that there is a magic answer, which there is not. What do you need this money to do for you? And how much risk are you willing to actually take? How much are you willing to be scared when things don't go well for you?
5: Yeah, I I think I'm a moderate to high risk investor and um, I'm willing to take some risk. Um, but I don't want to be foolish, if that makes sense.
1: Right. You're not going to so, gamble. Um, We're not going to suggest gambling.
5: Yeah, I'm not going to go to the casino and put it all on red. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's
1: always cryptocurrency um, or SPACs. or other yeah, stuff. Uh, here's, could, here's what I would suggest. No. Right now, because of our limited time, go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Take the risk quiz. It's right there. Take that. Then take a look, because you'll know what your portfolio allocation will be. Then go down the page and look at the three funds from three groups article where we have mutual funds or ETFs that we think would make a lot of sense. And you can allocate it. The the risk quiz will actually give you an allocation.
2: And you can decide between how much in the stocks, how much in the
1: bonds. The funds are right there. It's easy to do it. It's so easy. It's a really easy DIY thing, Jim. I mean, James.
5: Okay, Beautiful. No, I I really appreciate your time. I love listening to you guys. I'll I'll go out there uh, to that website and check it out.
1: Cool. Now we're going to go to Jim very fast. Jim, we have one minute.
6: Good afternoon. Uh, I have a quick question about Social Security. Uh, We sold a home last year, and we had um, our income tax. And, of course, it was in there, and we had all those um, taxes with it. This year, our Social Security for the two of us dropped about $450 a month. Is that going to be a one-year thing, or will that continue on? I think
1: Irma looks at it two years back. Two years back. I think think Tom's right. Um, But, yeah, it is is a short-term thing. It is. You will bounce back up. Next year. Next okay. year or the year I, after, yeah. but you will back bounce back up. You might want to just contact uh, Social Security online as far as the Irma. I but I honestly thought I read two years, but I'm not a tax expert, as you guys all know. We're not tax experts.
2: <laughs> we got in trouble last time. Yeah, we gave tax advice. Do so, so all right, I'll do it again. Good uh, luck. All right, you guys are great. Thanks. Thank for your you, Jim. Help.
1: Take care, sir. Bye bye. Thanks, Jim. Wow, we got through. Shirley. that was Larry, the lightning James, round, Jim. Wow, boom, and we Bing, did it before bang, the music came bang, up, bada up bada even. Boom yeah, well done. Chief. Now remember, well you, you, you have questions. You can call us 24 7. Just call anytime, 855 935 talk or go to talkingrealmoney.com where you can find all the other cool stuff. And you can also record or type your questions there.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Yeah, hey, Tom. um, I got some money and. It just came in, and I don't know what to do with it. Can I call you on Saturday and talk to you about it? I love that question. We get it so often, but here's the thing: what
2: you got to have a plan. If you have a, pl- if I came into a lot of money, I'd already be able to say it goes here, here, and here because, because I because you plan. have a plan. For my future, you got to have the same, and you need to get it from a 100% pure fiduciary. Yeah. You got to get a meeting. You got to get in there. You got to get it right. Absolutely. And how do you do that, Don? It's free. Just go to Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the
7: information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, (laughs) and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times.